0: so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. I'll be your host up and down Success Mountain today, Tony Grubmeyer, glad to have you here. Great guest for you. He's built a global freight company and an entire software ecosystem and a multi seven-figure service-based company and he's just a really cool guy. He's joining us all the way from uh, Ireland today, so we're going to get into that. He's the co-founder of Marketplace Superheroes, an online education and service-based platform that teaches people how to build a five- to seven-figure business selling simple, everyday items globally on Amazon. And over the last seven years, he and his business partner have grown their company from a single online program to an award-winning business with a team of over 70 coaches, support staff, and service providers and over eight thousand members. Please welcome Stephen Somers to the show.
1: Tony, totally thank you so much. What a professional introduction! I am going to learn a lot from you today in your delivery. Yeah, this <laughs> is very good. I'm I'm a weird Irish person who's going to sound very odd compared to you. But anyway,
0: oh no, good. actually, you sound really normal, and I I'm <laughs> the one who sounds odd.
1: <laughs> I don't agree. Let's <laughs> let's have a good chat anyway.
0: Well, good. Hey, first question out the gate: What is your definition of success?
1: Yeah, uh, it's one that I changed a lot when I was uh, in my teens. It was all about becoming a millionaire. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate to that, right? But as time has gone on, genuinely, my main goal these days is helping other people succeed. And I know that sounds a little bit Miss America or whatever, or we might say Rosa Tralee over here, but it really is true. You know, the more we see our members succeed, the more we succeed. So I would say to the level that I help others get what they want, that's me being successful. I'd say personally then, uh, now that I have a family, I have a little two-year-old and my wife, success there is being present and being available for them. And that's that's it really, very simple.
0: I love it. I think it's Zig Ziglar who says, if you help enough people yes. get what they want, you'll get everything that you need, right? And I live so, my life by um, that. I agree. Yeah. I mean, service to many leads to greatness and I, I'm I'm a true believer. So let's talk back up dream of a millionaire, right? Become a millionaire, make a lot of money. That was something that you you kind of thought and then something shifted. Was there a a moment kind of in your life where you realized that there was more to it than just money?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, You know, whenever you don't have money, the only thing you want is money. And so I suppose when I was starting out, I'm 34 almost now, I was 23 when I got into this business initially. Uh, selling on Amazon. That was specifically then. Obviously, that's grown and evolved since then. But uh, yeah, uh, the moment for me was about maybe four years ago, maybe three or four years ago, whenever, you know, I have, have, not that I have enough money to retire forever, I definitely don't, but I was making enough money. I never had to think about money ever again. And that's still, you know, thankfully, touch wood, still the case today. And when I was at that point in time, uh, I actually took a massive amount of money out of the company in one year. And as did Robert, my business partner, I think we took 300,000 each uh, personally out, out as a, as an income because uh, we thought that's what you, that's what you do, you know? And then I got a tax bill, which was basically 150. And then I had to pay another, 100% again. So it was 300. Basically, I got 300. I have to pay 300 now. It's a weird Irish tax system. And that hit me hard. It was like, you know, that's not that's not the way. This is pointless. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to spend, in inverted commas, this money. It's just going to sit in my bank account like a moron. So then I realized, you know, money is just a tool. And then I just started looking at our members and seeing that they were succeeding more and realizing, you know, it's not about me. It's not about Robert. So let's take less money from the company. Let's put it back in more and more, and let's build different services for our people that we teach us to sell on Amazon. Let's build a freight company. Let's build a translations company. Let's do all these things, and then all of that in the long run is going to actually go the other way because the more we serve them, we give them really affordable things, we'll do better. So I think that was it. You know, when I took that big income, paid all that tax, and was just like, "What? This isn't the game. This is pointless." You know.
0: No, I appreciate it. I mean, one of the reasons I ask is you're exactly right, right? When, when you don't have money, you just think about money. Yeah. And then when you have money, you think about how can I bless others? And I think mm-hmm. there's a gift, you know, for you and your business partner, you know, how, how do you give back? How do you, how do you do it? So what are some ways that you've been able to grow your business? You know, reading the stats, you've got over 8,000 members. What are some yeah. unique ways that maybe that have helped you to become successful in growing members and members? Sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, you would have heard this before, people listening today, I'm sure, but uh, the thing is that you're doing it, right? So Jay Abraham is a mentor of mine, a great business person, and he has his three ways to grow a business, which for those of you who don't know, really quick primer on that. We have way number one, get more customers. Way number two, increase your average transaction value. Way number three, sell to your existing customers more often, aka increase the frequency uh, of sales to your existing people. Now, I we work with lots of different, our own companies. We now help other companies. And the one thing I see is everybody is obsessed with get more customers, right? Everybody. And that's cool because getting more customers is really important. Uh, and that's what we did for a long time. We sold a course, you know, uh, that's all we did. And um, we did webinars, we did Facebook ads, we did partners, all, all that jazz, right? And we did very well but how we've really grown over the last few years has been it's been a combination of things so it's been bringing in higher value uh, programs for those uh, existing members it's been increasing the lifetime value of our clients by selling things they need more often so the freight company one great example we were referring business to freight companies all the time all the time and we're like why the hell are we doing this we're morons We should actually build our own freight company. We can do a better job. We know this client better than anybody else. We can create a niche down service that nobody else can offer. That's exactly what we did. It took us three years. We'll ship 8 million units this year uh, with our our members and ourselves. So that was one way that dramatically increased our our company, dramatically increased the lifetime value. Then we went down with all those other services that I mentioned. So actually by extending the lifetime value of your buyer, what you're actually doing then is you're getting more for every single dollar that you invest in your business. And what most people do is completely wrong in my opinion, which is just lashing more money into ads all the time, getting more initial customers in and not understanding these people, they got a lot of value from you initially. What else do you have available to them now? So for those of you listening today, weirdly the greatest way to grow is by actually growing your bottom line your profit by offering more things to the people who you've already acquired through advertising then keep keep bringing in new people and now your engine you can just see it like you look at our stripe account it literally was going rising 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 and then boom about a year ago it really really all kind of kicked in after a couple years of like compounding and we just jumped onto a new play, playing field. Like we, we've we literally grown over the last two years uh, two, 300% each year now, you know?
0: No, I like it. So one thing that a lot of people miss, so let's just go back for a quick second. Um, sure. So you're never done with the sale right? So like a lot of people think, oh, I made the sale. Now I'm gonna go make another sale to somebody else. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You just spent all this time, money, and energy working on relationships. And now you're like, well, you're gonna put them to the side Yeah. and I'm gonna go find another customer. I'm gonna try to do that whole thing again. And I love Jim Rohn. I use them all the time. You know, if you talk to 10, you get two. So it takes a long time to get a customer. And those customers that you already have will become your biggest affiliates because they're going to go out and tell their friends and family like, oh my gosh, Doing this great service, da 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 da. You should check it out. So yeah. if you take care of the people who take care of you, you'll actually have more in the end. Um, oh, one hundred percent. How did you meet Robert? How did you meet your business partner?
1: I met Robert through a fortunate uh, situation. So before I met Robert, I was working as a data processor, the most boring job in the world. In case you guys didn't know that, terrible. Typing information from a from a from a form into a computer all day. And I was Googling how to become an entrepreneur, how to make money online, and all those different things, and finding scam after scam after scam. So I tried all these different programs, load of nonsense out there, unfortunately. There's some good stuff, but I didn't have the confidence to actually execute on it. And I got to a stage where I was just like, I keep buying these courses, nothing's working. I need to find people in my network who know how to do this stuff. So that's where I had my big epiphany, which was ask people who you know about what you want to do. So it just so happens my aunt, who lives in Northern Ireland, which is about three hours from where I live, she heard that I was interested in finding someone who was selling products online because I was looking for someone to help me sell on Amazon at the time. And then, of course, this Robert fellow turns up, her friend, I can introduce you. I said, absolutely. Met this guy, six foot two, big beard, loves drinking beer. And I was like, this guy cannot be the mentor. (laughs) Mentors are, they're different. They look different than this. But uh, as it turns out, yeah, he changed my life. I um, you know, initially got to know him. We, he, I, I took a week's vacation from work, spent a week in the warehouse, freezing cold, rats running around the place. But I loved it because it was like, it was real products. People that were being sold to real people. And it just looked like, you know, this is legit. It's not like a weird uh, opportunity. You have to sell to friends and they'll all fall out with you or whatever. So um, yeah, I just quit my job. I moved in with my aunt. She was very good to me. She let me live there for nine months while I worked in the warehouse for free with Robert, and he taught me everything. And then I added value back to him because I was reading all these books like The e Revisited by Michael Gerber, and I was actually a lot of Jim Rohn stuff I was actually listening to back then from a personal development standpoint. And uh, yeah, we just started working together, become best friends, and then we, uh, we we decided to start a new business selling just on Amazon, and we we grew from there.
0: Well, you know, one of the, the hardest things is to humble yourself to go work in a warehouse. Um, that's how we started our business, right? Like I used to ship, I started this business from my garage and ship offers, lick stamps, did whatever you could. And you learn a lot about the business and you also learn a lot about the customer because the customer, if you've ever got something from Amazon or any service and you open it and it's just it's just floating around, you realize, well, the guy who packaged the stuff didn't really care that much about the end result. And the other day, my, my wife got a package from Restoration Hardware. And I think the person overly cared about his job. There wasn't, a, there wasn't an ounce of anything. There was just pillow packs everywhere in it. <laughs> and this item in the middle. And my wife like looked at me and I'm like, yeah, that's 200 like little pop pillow packs in this thing for a box this big, you know? And so yeah. what I what I realized is by working in the warehouse, you learn to appreciate a lot. You really, really do. So what yeah, I want to do have- is I want to help our audience learn about uh, marketplace superheroes. How do, how do they go about doing that? Learning more about what you're up to.
1: Yeah, sure. So if you just go to marketplacesuperheroes.com or go to YouTube is a great place to go for us and search uh, marketplace superheroes. You'll find like we do two videos a week. They're really high quality. You'll see what we do with Amazon, how we research, how, we sh- how we've helped people build businesses. We do, there's case studies and all there as well that are really cool, like real people, um, you know, going through our programs, talking about their story, their successes, things they struggle with, stuff like that. So yeah, there the two spots and um, there's loads of free training and all that jazz. There's loads for you to to check out. So do that now.
0: (laughs) I love it. All right. Hey, Steven, you hold tight. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to He's going to kind of navigate us, become the Sherpa of our story down Success Mountain, kind of talk about some of the cool things in life. We're going to do um, also my fun game, uh, the fulfillment round, where we learn a lot of great things about Steven. So all you need to do is stick around and uh, make sure you have pen and paper, because the whole next half is all about kind of things that you can implement in your life and your business. You already dropped a lot of stuff from E-Myth, Jay Abraham. I hope you're taking notes if you're listening right now i'm having a great time with this interview so be sure to stick around we'll be right back on the Beef Field show
1: since tony's taking a break let's take one together did you know a healthy adult can draw in about 200 to 300 cubic inches of air in a single breath <laughs> those are some big lungs but at rest we only use about five percent of that inhaled volume so apparently we're phenomenal at recycling well, I just armed you with some useless information. So let's get back to Tony, who's going to arm you with some useful information. Hey, we are back on the Be Fulfilled
0: podcast show. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. Glad to have you along. Also, uh, Stevens here, and we were talking before the show about Ireland. And I was saying that, you know, last year pre pandemic, my wife and I, we were in Romania. We were trying to find places to go. And at first, I balked at going to Ireland. I'm like, uh, really? I'm like, can I go somewhere else? And my wife really convinced me. And the moment I got there and got to see the countryside, I tell everybody where we live now in the country, it's Irish spring green this time of year. It's just gorgeous. But one memory that I'll share with you that I just will always remember is I I was driving, trying to do my best and not die. And uh, every time she would see like sheep, she'd say, pull over. And so my wife has this really I don't know, this really cool coat that she she got for the trip and we would get out and she would walk and then all the sheep would like see her (laughs) and they would not flock to her. They would run thinking she's like a wolf because she had this bright kind of like pink and blue and orange and green. And it was hilarious. And she went, come on. And they would just go the opposite direction. But I got to tell you, man, I can't wait to go back. I felt like I belong and I have zero, zero Irish in me. Yeah, yeah. I just felt like you guys were so welcoming um, foreigners and just say come you know sit down have a have a pint or whatever it may be you oh, yeah. just were very appreciative so I just want to say thank you for being such a welcoming place
1: Well I wasn't even there but I but I appreciate that and I, yeah. I on the behalf of my people no problem at all you're welcome back anytime.
0: I thank you. I appreciate it. It's not, not necessarily all countries will welcome me back with open arms, but definitely oh. thank you. So let's talk about uh, the Marketplace Superheroes. Right before a break, you gave some great resources, MarketplaceSuperheroes.com. You can also go to YouTube and type in Marketplace Superheroes. You guys release two videos a week. It's really well produced. But the average person saying, you know, I can make five to seven figures of income and probably even more, you know, uh, results mm-hmm. are not typical. Neither other people I talk to how do you kind of help somebody kind of get into the game of like, yeah. you know, hey, Amazon, et cetera?
1: Yeah, I think a really uh, simple way to look at this is we, we, I could talk about something called the rule of five. And this will really, and we'll talk about the business model and all in just a second, but the rule of five will show you what, well, what we're about. So let's say you just could find five simple products that you could sell on Amazon. Now these will be products that you will brand yourself called private labeling. I'll talk about that in just a second, all right? Now you have five products, you sell them on five different Amazon sites at the same time. Now, before anybody panics, it's very simple. We're also your logistical partner. We make that part really easy for everybody. So we actually sell in multiple countries. All of our members do. So you sell five products, five countries, all Amazon. Amazon are shipping your products out for you day to day. You don't do any of that. They do all the customer support on your behalf every single day. You don't do any of that. So five products, five countries, five sales at a per product per country and then at an average net profit of $5. So it's five by five by five by five. Over a 30 day period of time, average month is 30 days. That little framework is $18,750 net profit before tax, right? So a lot of people get at the calculators at that point. Oh, on a second, five products, this can't be right. But it is because we're, what we call, we're using market multiplication. We take these simple little boring products. I'll give you an example, one we used recently. Uh, well you guys would say tomato steaks we would say tomato steaks but you know you guys are strange that's fine and uh, so tomato steaks right uh, and and so that's that would be an example of a product that so it's like they're not your typical items they're low competition they're boring they're going to be around for a long time they have been around for a long time so items like that and so the lovely thing about our model is, we are private labeling. So it's going to be your own house brand, one big brand. You're going to have a lot of different products that you're selling inside that house brand. So let's say it was called, and you wouldn't call it this, but Tony G's, right? Let's just say that was the brand, although that wouldn't be the brand. So so you would sell everything as Tony G's, right? For example. Now, um, so the rule of five gives you a good context. Then we're private labeling. So what we are doing is we're running some product research. Now that I don't want to get into that process too much on this call because without showing you visually, it could become quite confusing. But needless to say, there is a process we use where we're able to find items where there is people selling, there's proven demand, but there's not that many people selling those items. So there's the supply is not very good. The listings on Amazon look awful, the images are terrible, the bullet points are terrible, the offer itself isn't very good. And so for someone like you or me, uh, to come in there are millions of opportunities like that there's actually 350 million products sold on amazon as in individual items sold on amazon which is hard to believe it's a crazy number and right now 50 of everything sold online is sold on amazon so the 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 rate on the size of amazon is is huge over 60 of amazon's business is created by by third-party sellers so that's people like me people like you who are selling our own branded stuff on amazon in some cases Other people will sell already branded stuff. So I can get Philips Lighting and I can sell that on Amazon. That's not something that we focus on. That could be called wholesaling. You can also have something called arbitrage, where you go to a store, like a Goodwill in the US, for example, or or something like that, uh, and you would see something that you can buy cheaply, you can sell for at a higher price on Amazon. We don't cover that type of stuff because we don't feel it's very sustainable. We focus on private label. So you find an opportunity, you go and you find a manufacturer, you get a couple of hundred produced, put your own brand on it, you import it with our help, you sell it all over the world in those different markets. So that's our model and it's uh, it's simple. And Amazon solved the hardest thing about online marketing, which is what? Taking people cold off the, inter- off the street, and selling something to them. It's the hardest thing like we talked about earlier on, but it's also one of the most important things. So really when it comes to the Amazon side of what we do, we're leveraging all of Amazon's trust, their logistical network, and then people using our logistical network to import things easily, and they're building a business that way. And As I say, we've over 8,000 students now, hundreds of documented success stories, and, uh, yeah, it's pretty, good. and we're going to ship 8 million units this year, as I mentioned earlier, which is really exciting for us, I think, cause it's our community. It's not just us, you know,
0: I love it. And I appreciate you just, uh, getting into the, uh, the weeds for a moment. Cause I think sometimes people, people just skirt around and you went yeah. deep and I love that. And, and I just want to say, thank you for, for doing that. Uh, Steven, I appreciate you, man, a lot of great stuff. So you're listening today. You want to take uh, notice of what he talked about, go check out. Marketplace superheroes.com. You can check them out on the .com. You can also go over to the YouTube and, and look at some uh, videos. What I want to do now is take you into the fulfillment round, a bunch of fun questions, no rights, no wrongs. Just got to make it up. Don't it leave me ready. hanging and don't pass. If you pass, then I'm going to tell you, your 8,000 students are going to throw eggs at you the next time they see you. Yeah. Um, pass
1: so- to take a shot. So that would be the rule here in Ireland.
0: So know? all I need from you is I am ready. I am ready. Let's go. And
1: now it's time for the Fulfillment Round. No phoning friend, no using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannica's. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by shipoffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony,
0: you ready to ask some questions? Your favorite meal of the day?
1: Steak and fries, 100%.
0: Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, doesn't matter? Uh dinner. All right, yeah. cool. Uh favorite type of music?
1: It's rock music and indie. So stereophonics are my favorite band. I actually got to meet them a while back, which is pretty cool. I'm I'm gonna keep these snappy now. I like
0: going. it. What is so in our in our language, we say pet peeve is when somebody gets on your yeah. nerves. What's a, a big pet peeve of yours?
1: Uh, Well, it's when clients uh, use limiting language about themselves and they they say all the things that I used to say before I got into the game and I have to then be like, okay, that was me. Now I have to train you out of this limiting scarcity uh, thoughts. That's my biggest pet peeve.
0: All right. If you were to go to a pub, what pub would you go to?
1: Oh, the sky and the ground in Wexford. Please come and visit it, everybody. It's actually been rebuilt at the moment. There was a fire next door. It is the greatest bar you will be to in the south of Ireland, guaranteed.
0: And if you are to drink, what would I find you drinking?
1: So we have an amazing local beer here in Wexford. It's called Yellow Belly Beer. The Citra Pale Ale, which is actually an American uh, pale ale, is the best you're going to get. It's unbelievable. It tastes kind of like citrusy. And uh, I've had a lot of uh, APAs, APAs all over the world, including the U.S., some good stuff there like I talked to you about before and in, in where you are. But this is just the best. Citra pale ale, yellow belly beer. The best.
0: All right. Two more questions and we're done. Where'd you meet your wife?
1: I met my wife, (laughs) she, she, we we met on a bus, right, which sounds incredibly dodgy, but it wasn't. We were both traveling up to Dublin at the time she was a student, and uh, she was sitting behind me, and she talked to me when we got off the bus, because little did I know, she's going to kill me for saying this, as she was kind of half-stalking me a little bit uh, in Wexford town here. I used to work in town, she used to go around with her mum, and she uh, apparently, she says, would see me often in the shop. And then she was on the bus. She was like, I know that guy. Who is he? I don't know who he is. I have to talk to him. And that's how we uh, started dating.
0: I love it. So there's the day that you are born and we don't know the end day, the day we die. In between there is a dash. What would you like your dash to read if I visited or our grandkids or whatnot visited us in the cemetery? What would you like that dash to read in the future?
1: I would, something around being in, that I live my life in service to other people. I think that if someone really saw that in me at the end of my life, then I've done my job, like we talked about, it. just to bring us, look at look how professional me we are, We're right back around to the start of the show again. That is a perfect link, but that would be what I would say. Yeah.
0: I love it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, that's Steven Summers. Check him out. You can follow him on Facebook and other social media platforms. Also check out the marketplace, superheroes.com. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. And until next time, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life?